welcome to another episode of Pierogi Pals. My name is Kirsten, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Derek. Hello. Before we begin, I just want to point out that the theme song for the Pierogi Pals podcast, which you just heard, is performed by the Ukrainian old-timers, the Pierogi Dance. You can check them out on iTunes. Now, back to the show. For this episode, we took a road trip to the town of Lamont for the Lamont Community Fair and Pierogi Festival, which has been going on every year for about four years now. We had differing accounts of exactly when it started, but it's probably around four years. It's in that ballpark. <laughs> the festival was started by a man named Tom Hurwitz. Tom H. Yep. Starts with an H. Yeah. Yep. A proud local resident of Ukrainian heritage who thought the town of about 1,800 people should have something to celebrate. And what better to celebrate than pierogies? Ah, yeah. Part of the appeal of going to this festival was not only to sample some new pierogies, which we definitely did, but we also noted that there was a pierogi demonstration being held where we could hopefully pick up a trick or two to better hone our pierogi-making skills. The town of Lamont is located about an hour drive northeast of Edmonton, just north of Elk Island National Park. The festival had rides and attractions for the family, a demolition derby for others, <laughs> and a whole bunch of displays of stuff for sale. And now for the most important part of this story. The pierogies! The pierogi dinner didn't get going until about 5 p.m., but the demonstration got underway at 3.30. That's where we met Emily, a closer-to-90-year-old woman who conducted the demonstration for a note-taking group of onlookers. We asked Emily if she had any particularly useful tips for a successful pierogi, and this is what she had to say. Well, uh, for the dough, it's use your potato water if you could help it. That's very important, you know. And you don't need the sour cream and egg and, yeah, you don't need that. And if you use potato water, that's all you need. Yeah. And, of course, your oil, you know, very important. Okay? Where did you learn to make pierogies? Oh, my God. When I was, well, I won't tell you how old I am. Should I? Anna? Go ahead, you say. Nobody will believe you anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Guess. Yeah. Oh, no. Go ahead. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt my feelings at all if I looked 90 Eighty, and then some. Yeah, and then some. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm closer to ninety. She's much spring closer. chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. So I, like I said, I done a lot of pierogies in my life. Yeah. So it's very easy for me. I don't mind sharing recipes. You started all. when you were like a girl. Well, I was. Well, there was nine of us in our family, so we had to eat something. <laughs> you know. So and mom, my mom was very busy because there's always another one every two years. So she had to have a big garden. She was outside. I was in the house. So really and truly, you know, I done bread baking before I was married. I done everything. Before for us married because it's not like the kids nowadays you know they don't do anything yeah Emily also said that each festival takes about 7,000 pierogies and those take about two months to make Kirsten and I both took notes during the demonstration and afterwards we combined said notes to make sure we had everything and so with that this is how we were told to make pierogies so we'll start with the filling Emily recommends using Yukon gold potatoes, mostly because they trick the people you're serving them to into thinking that there's more cheese in the in the pierogies than there actually is. That way you can save money on cheese. Yeah, 
except you should probably put in lots of cheese because cheese is amazing. Anyway, she also recommended using older potatoes rather than newer potatoes because you can't make a good pierogi with young potatoes. Emily boiled six to eight potatoes that morning, and then she drained them but saved the potato water. You have to save the potato water. That is very, very important. important. She combined the potatoes with two and a half cups of old cheddar cheese, though you might want to put in more because we found this didn't really bring enough flavor. Although they did look yellow from the golden Yukon Golds. Yep, could have fooled me. For the dough, you're going to want to combine four cups of bread flour, not cake flour, Mm -mm. bread flour, half a teaspoon of salt, and a third of a cup of oil with that saved potato water. Because your potato water is already going to be salty, you'll want to avoid over-salting the dough or the filling. So when you're preparing to roll out your dough, you have to sprinkle the countertop with flour, but not too much flour or the dough won't stick. So you roll the dough on both ends. Emily used a soup can to cut her pierogies, lifting the dough around the can to keep the cut dough from shrinking. She warned, though, that this method is very expensive because you have to buy a can of soup first. Yeah, and like, everyone knows soup costs a lot of money. She repeated this joke a couple of times. It was great. Super funny. When filling, Emily used a standard tablespoon to smush the filling against the side of a bowl. This way, she got the same amount of filling in every single spoonful, which makes sense if you want to have even pierogies. It was actually a teaspoon. Smaller than a tablespoon. Well, it, from my, it was, it was, it was a silver I, I spoon. I actually helped with some of the pierogi stuffing, so I got more in-depth knowledge about it. I provided moral support. <laughs> Her tactic for closing the pierogies was quite simple. She folded the dough over and then she threw them over to her husband for him to pinch. I guess that's one way of making sure that you get pierogies is you help when you're making them. Once that part was done, you bring them to a boil and you let them float for about four or five minutes. And we got to sample a couple of the pierogies that we made. And they tasted kind of just like grocery store pierogies. Um, I think that was because we only boiled them and we didn't fry them. We should probably always fry pierogies after you or when you're making them. They also didn't have fried onions to go with them. And the cheese was really good. But it wasn't like strong enough. Uh, and then the dough was incredibly soft. So basically they just needed some of the oil or fried onions on the outside and to be finished off a little bit. Just crisp it up a little bit. And I'd like to point out that I have had no-name brand pierogies and these were better than no-name brand pierogies. The dough in particular was like a cloud. Yeah, they're, the dough is really good. Whereas you go to like Superstore and it's going to taste like chalk. So, yeah. Don't want to besmirch Emily's dough. After the pierogi demonstration was completed, we took ourselves on a self-guided tour of the town, and then it was time for the pierogi dinner. So for this pierogi dinner, you had to pay $15 per adult, and you could line up and go through the buffet line and take as many pierogies as you would like. Yeah, as many as you like. Or if you're Derek, who I am, You take four because you think there's not going to be enough for the people behind you, and you're wrong. There was definitely enough. So you have to take some from your Lovely Kirsten. Yes. (laughs) 
In addition to the pierogies, there are a few different salad options. Um, there was a Caesar salad, and it was quite soggy. It, I think they dressed it earlier in the day and put a lot of dressing on it. Um, and I don't usually like coleslaw, but this coleslaw was surprisingly good. Yeah, I echo those sentiments. There were three different varieties of pierogies to try. There were cheddar and potato, cottage cheese, and sauerkraut. Again, the dough of the pierogies was very soft and beautiful like a cloud, but the fillings were bland. The mm -hmm. cheddar ones were the best of the three, but still not quite strong enough in taste. And the cottage cheese and sauerkraut had some zest to them, but the sauerkraut was like weirdly gritty. Yep. Remember, Emily had said you should boil your sauerkraut first. I don't think they did. Also, they needed bacon. There was a distinct lack of bacon. I digress. Moving on. In addition to the pierogies, there was kubasa, which was... It was kubasa. It was garlic sausage. It's all it ever is going to be. Just good old garlic sausage. There was some surprisingly flavorless fried chicken. And then there was the highlight of it all. The lazy cabbage rolls. They were definitely the best. I almost didn't get any of the lazy cabbage rolls, uh, but I am glad I did. <laughs> it was the perfect balance of tang from the sauerkraut, and it was balanced nicely with the rice. It was definitely the best part of the meal. And then there was the fried onions with butter topping. Oh, God. It was, there was something wrong with that. Uh, they totally ruined the pierogies and anything else they touched. It t tasted like they were off or something. I don't know. It was not good, and they basically ruined the rest of the food. And I think one of the reasons why the pierogies were maybe not as good as they could be was Emily said that she used to make all the pierogies for the festival, but this year she was only asked to do the fill or the not the filling, the um, dough. Dough. And there seemed to be a little bit of resentment in her voice when she told us this. But this probably explains why the dough was so good, like the dough that she made with us, mm -hmm. and maybe why the filling wasn't as great. Yep. So let Emily do her stuff. In the end, I don't think we'll be making the hour-long drive out there again, because it was a bit of a hike. But it was a good experience, and Emily was a very kind and gracious teacher. Although we did get pins. Yes, we the did pins get pins. The pins were really cute. Yeah. And I think that was kind of worth it. That is almost a reason to drive back out there next year because they don't... <laughs> you need to have a collection. Yeah, they change them up every year, like they're different colors, so you want to... And wanna... they say the year on them. Yeah, so... Also, the guy who won the demolition derby, his name was Derek, and he was from Winnipeg, just like our Derek. Like me. They don't really look alike, though. No. Uh, so do you have a joke for us today? I do, and it goes something like this. So, the world's leading expert on European wasps walks into a record shop. He asks the assistant, Do you have European Vespidae Acoustics Volume 2? I believe it was released this week. Why, certainly, replies the assistant. Would you like to listen before you buy it? That would be wonderful, says the expert, and he puts on a pair of headphones. He listens for a few moments and says to the assistant, I'm terribly sorry, but I am the world's leading expert on European wasps, and this is not accurate at all. I don't recognize any of those sounds. Are you sure this is the correct recording? The assistant checks the turntable and replies that this is indeed European Vespidae Acoustics Volume 2. The assistant apologizes and lifts the needle onto the next track. Again, 
the expert listens for a few moments and then says to the assistant, no, this just can't be right. I have been an expert in this field for 43 years and I still don't recognize any of these sounds. The assistant once again apologizes and lifts the needle to the next track. The expert throws off the headphones as soon as it starts playing and is fuming with rage. This is outrageous false advertising. I am the world's leading expert on European wasps and no European wasp has ever made a sound like the ones on this record. The manager of the shop overhears the commotion and walks over. What seems to be the problem, sir? This is an outrage. I am the world's leading expert on European wasps. Nobody knows more about them than I do. There is no way in hell that those sounds on that record were made by European wasps. The manager glances down and notices the problem instantly. I am terribly sorry, sir. It appears we've been playing you the B-side. <laughs> <laughs>